Hello again, Pastor Deborah here, and this is another class in the King's International Spiritual Care University. We are still in the ancient basic courses of learning how to help people the Lord's way. This is the journey that Pastor Deborah went on from being a mental health counselor and helping people the world's way to helping people the Lord's way. I had to learn many, many different things. I went by topics. I had to read books, watch videos, go to many different churches, read, 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 pray, read the Bible, study, have personal experiences until it got into my spirit and my soul. And this class is called Basic, Ancient Praise and Thanksgiving. Oh, we all think we know what praise is to songs. We all know what Thanksgiving is. We do it at Thanksgiving dinner. We give thanks for food. But I had to learn that it was more than that. I had to learn what is praise. Is it just two fast songs in a church? Is it raising my hands and waving them? Was it thanking him when things went good? When I got what I wanted? When blessings came my way? What was praise? Who was I praising? Why was I praising? For what things? What was praise all about? I had to learn that praise is lifting up and recognizing the gloriousness, the beauty of, the victory of God the Most High. And that no matter what happened, what was going on in my life, my family's life, no matter if I was in the hospital looking at heart transplants, having somebody in my home going to stab me with some knives to kill me because I had discovered some ancient knowledge that they did not want known, could I still praise him? Could I still give him honor and respect? Could I still say thank you? For anything that he allowed to come to my path. One of the best stories that helped me, which I just reviewed again, was Job. Job went through a major horrific personal test he knew nothing about, but was set up and it was talked about and agreed on in another realm between Satan and God himself. Job only had one thing that allowed this to happen. He used to do sacrifices every day for his children. He was afraid that they would sin or they would fall away from God. Must have been something going on that he saw and he was in fear for his children. He wasn't thanking God for the children. He was sacrificing in fear. Well, we learn later, you know, he gets attacked and it ain't pretty. And near the end, 
He discovers and tells God, you know, God, I had heard some things about you, but I never really saw you till I went through this. And you came and talked to me personally. Now through my seeing spiritually, I have a deeper understanding and I will praise you. What I learned is we have different levels of praise and thanksgiving. We have a baby praise and a baby thanksgiving. And we just pray as little spiritual babies. We see it with children in the natural, how they thank God, how they praise Him. We teach them little praise songs to sing. But we teach them nothing about who He is. I had to learn through the hard way because here's how it worked for me. When I was in a church service, we were in praise and worship songs. I started feeling the heart of God himself. I would start crying because he was showing me what he was doing during that time. He was crying for those people in the occult and witchcraft, Hinduism and Buddhism and Islamic, and those that were trapped in any kind of spiritual trafficking abuse. I could raise my hands, dance in a church, give open praise to God, but they couldn't. Not only could they not do it physically, but the deepest, the most important part of them, their spirit, was held in slavery and captivity. Their spirits could not praise Him. One, they were held in bondage and darkness. They did not know who he was. They had no reason to praise him. Some believed he was dead. Some believed he had no power. He was powerless. Only Satan and his demons had power. My heart would break and I would cry because of their inability to even raise their hands and sing a song of praise and thanksgiving they could not do. This one girl, I've told you about her, her name was Amanda. She would tell me that she couldn't sing the songs in church. She couldn't raise her hand. She could raise her little finger. That was it, because she would start choking. Spiritual things inside of her who had, she was born into a life of multi-generational Satanism. She was a product of her mother and her mother's brother. Her brother's, whose name was Isaac, he was a, a great high priest, a king in the Black Forest clan, which is now dissolved. They were from Germany. And she was not, she was drawn to the church where I was at, this Brownsville, assembly of God that was having a revival but in when she attempted to praise and worship in the natural or spiritually she was choked and she couldn't breathe and God started showing me this condition of their spirits and it made me cry because he was crying 
because I had learned that the only place that God was interested in that would worship him, praise him, give him thanks was the spirit. But also the woman at the well that Jesus Christ had run into, they didn't know who he was. So Jesus tells her, you not only need to worship in spirit, but in truth. You need to know who you're worshiping. So even Job tells us, I heard about you. Well, I heard you were dead, that you maybe existed, but I don't know you. I don't know anything you do. But now my spiritual eyes have seen you. Now I know. And now I can praise you correctly. God doesn't want our blind obedience. Because when you're just in obedience and you have no understanding, you're still in bondage and you're still in ignorance. So there's two things going on with praise. So during the church services, I would cry uncontrollably during praise and worship. And I would say to God, God, I can praise you freely. You don't have to do anything else for me. I'm going to heaven when I die. But those people in the most severest spiritual captivity, abuse, mental illness, sex trafficking, human trafficking, in ignorance of you, in blindness, death, still in trances, fragmented, in multi-generational Satanism and witchcraft, born into cults, we have them all over. They can't spiritually worship you as you want. My heart was breaking because his heart was breaking. During the time we also sing songs of thanksgiving and how great he was. I could do it. I was free. But he was allowing me to see and feel and understand they weren't. And he wanted them free. What is praise? Oh, I can praise anybody. I can praise the sun for shining. But is that what God is looking for? Ignorant praise. Oh, you can praise and give thanks for good food. Is that what he's looking for? Is he looking for just a give a thank you prayer, bless the food? Is that what he wants? I can thank a stranger not know anything about him. We learn later on in the Bible that people did know about God at one time, but they didn't want to keep him in their memory. They wanted to push him aside. And they didn't want to give him any thanks for anything that was going on. When did all this start? Right from the fall. Many different civilizations did believe in God. But listen to, oh, I think his name was Percipius in Homer's Iliad, the Odyssey. He told when he created this idea and had this idea to have a Trojan horse to go into Troy because the Tro uh, Trojans loved horses. They worshipped them. And he hid their men in them, and they used their boats, wood, to build it. They went in and captured Troy 
for taking Helen. Well, when it was over with, oh, Precipitous goes out to a cliff. This was in the movie. It's great, three-hour movie. And he just raises his arm and praises himself for his idea. This was all him. No God helped him. He didn't need God's. He had this idea. He was praising and thanking himself. And old Poseidon heard that one. He rose up in big ways in the movie. I said, no, you're going to learn a lesson, buddy. That man without a God is nothing. And you ain't never going home to your wife who's waiting. He didn't believe it. And he kept getting running into other gods and got delayed 20-something years. And Precipitous asked him when he's floating in the earth, why don't you just kill me? He says, I don't want to kill you, buddy. I want you to suffer. And I want you to learn a lesson that without a God in your life, you are nothing. You can't even think about the horse. You didn't have that victory by yourself. That was way back in those ancient days with old Homer. The Iliad, the Odyssey. Great movie to watch. It's on YouTube, three hours. That's our hard attitude. We don't even thank the farmers who grow our food. We just, we don't thank anybody. But what God was looking for was not only that their spirits could do the praise and the thanksgiving, but have some truth with it. They didn't know who this God was. In Satanism, they believed Lucifer had killed him. He was dead man. So I used to ask them all the time, I don't understand why is Satan so mad at you? If you are wanted to go and follow a dead man who has no power, why does he try to torture you and kill you and call you a traitor? If he's dead and has no power, they had no answers. And when they did find him, they were tortured. And they were asked to renounce him on an altar with a knife over their head. And if they didn't, they would die. So what did this have? What was it about this God that this made this Satan guy so mad? All they did was believe him. And maybe they prayed to him and said, thank you. And they praised him for loving them. How many of you have ever praised and thanked God just for creating you, loving you, giving you this planet that you don't think much about and you pollute and you kill the animals? We hear about that right now in China, in the wet markets, capturing wild animals, killing them, eating them raw. Why would you do that? There's no praise. There's no thanksgiving. People only praise money and power. They don't need, wait till you go through something and you have to thank God for going through it. Or thank God that he was with you during it. Most people don't know nothing about praise. They think it's just too fast songs. And if they don't have music going on that their soul likes, 
they can't praise him. Can you praise him for the sun? Can you praise him for anything? We're learned later in the Bible when people didn't even want to be thankful to this God. They don't want him in his life. Their hearts, their souls turned to wickedness and corruption and lust. We can hear about, hey, you get in trouble, you blame everybody. Sometimes God, like Job, allows you to go through stuff unknown to you. And Job held. He almost didn't have, didn't have good friends, but he held. And then God revealed himself to him. And Job says, well, I've heard about you, but now my eyes have seen you. So there is a difference. Our praise can be at one level just by hearing, but having no personal experience with him. When you get a personal experience with him, maybe a vision, maybe in a dream, maybe you get healed, maybe something you don't expect happens, that's easy to praise him. Some of us need that. Can you thank him for the bad times? I can remember many tests and trials that I went through in a church. And I had to remember that I was being tested and tried, seeing if my faith and love would hold. Could I still thank him, count on him to be with me, even though I'm going through some rough stuff? Would my love wane? Would I judge him? Would I count him as the enemy? Would I blame him? Or would I just say, thank you, you're with me. I'll get through this. I'll stand on you. And thank you for this test. Thank you for the temptation. You're growing me. You're developing me. I have to go through this to take to the next level, the next class. I'm developing my mind, my spirit, my soul to have the mind of Christ. The very mind of Jesus himself the anointed king of heaven. I have to go through the battles. Many of your earthly kings, how they got their reputation and developed their leadership and their courage, they went to war. They went into battle. They faced death. They got hit. They had to recover. So the kings have got to prove themselves in battle. You've got to be able to praise him on your deathbed. You have to know him so you know where you're going. You have to give him thanks for the life you've had, for what he did give you, allowed you to have, whether he gave you ideas, music, talents, connections, whatever. But mankind doesn't do that. Humanity wants to take like precipitous. It's all about me. It's my brain. I went to this prestigious school. I've got the abilities. If I don't have them, I'll bribe somebody. I will give them some money to get you there. It's all about where do you put your thanksgiving 
your trust. So is praise two songs? Did Adam have songs and music in the garden when he was walking and talking before the fall with his father? How about a lot of your ancient prophets? When they're up on the mountains, were there any music? Were there just two songs? What about when you were in battle? Was there any music to praise for the victory? What about your early leaders and kings? Was there music? Where did they come from? How did they get there? David did play the lyre and he gave us a lot of psalms, which were songs. He did a lot of praise with the lyre, but he mainly talked. What about Thanksgiving? Is it a prayer? Thank you, Lord. Thank you for blessing me. Is that what it is? Is it just for our blessings? What are you thanking him for? Your life? That you were born into a family that had nothing? And you live in the dumps? What are you thanking him for? What do you think all these people think of Buddha and Allah? And all of these other gods? They keep them. How about the FDLS? They keep them restricted in the prairie dresses. Under a prophet. Who becomes your God anyway that you're thinking? TV media? China? For buying, for paying for your Nike? Who are you thanking for your life? Are you thanking things or people or governments? For your lifestyle? This one girl I told somebody on another video, she thanked and praised giving herself an abortion at the age of 15. Because if she didn't have it, she wouldn't have the money she had, the house she had, the career she had, and the life she had. And that was all due to her killing, murdering, and aborting an innocent baby who was conceived when she had sex. Why wasn't she on the birth control pill if she was sexually active? If she was raped, why doesn't she have the baby, give it up for adoption to some loving couple that would raise it? Why kill it? And she said, because I sacrificed it, I got this life. Thank you, baby, for letting me take your life. Is that what we're thanking people for? Are we thanking the Democrats or the Republicans for the condition of America? Are we thanking that the government's going to pour out money and save us? Are we recognizing the sins of our forefathers? Are we on our knees and our face thanking God for what he has given us? Are we praising God for who he is that's what I had to learn, that no matter what I happened to me, I believed since I was four in this Jesus as the Son of God. Oh, he was a teacher and a prophet and a man. He had brothers and sisters, but he was that was the outside part. But the inside part to Christ 
That's the one I believed in as the Son of God. I knew I was going to go to heaven. So he didn't have to do anything else for me. I needed no other blessings. I thanked him for coming to find me, for loving me so much. I gave him praise. I could do that. But when he let me feel his heart and his emotions and his feelings for those who spiritually cannot do that to him, they cannot thank him. Instead, all he hears is they're worshiping Satan and demons. If they even turn their eyes up and look towards heaven where he's at, they're tortured and abused and somebody dies. This one story I like to tell people is about Isaac. He's gone to heaven now. As most of these people have never been off of planet Earth except to go maybe to hell or maybe to other bad places in the kingdom of darkness. But I wanted to take him to the throne room so he could meet the king, God himself, and meet Jesus Christ who sits on his right hand and see that this place was real. So I'm sitting in a chair one night and Isaac comes in the spirit. I said, take my hand and boom, we were gone like that. And we went up to the throne room. I introduced him to God the Most High, his father. He met with Jesus. He was off, he was off planet. Now, in Satanism and all of the things, Satan marks all of his people. He puts GPS tracking in them, which is usually a demonic spirit. And he knows where their spirit is 24-7. They have watchers on them, which are demonics, watching them. They're doing, they're keeping tabs on them. So he went there. He couldn't stand up very much. It's a very powerful place. It takes a while to get used to it. And, uh, but he stayed for a while. And he asked if he could stay there. And I said, sure. So I came back. Well, another few days he came back. He didn't know how to get there. But he wanted to go back again. So I took him. Now, couple weeks later I hear from him through his daughter Amanda she's on the phone with me he's coming through her spiritually this was my life and still is he was telling me he almost died because what happened was when he went to the throne room all of his GPS demonics he was off grid he was unplugged and no demons followed him and they did not know where he was he was off planet for sure. So what happened was they knew where he went because when you go there, something touches you, the atmosphere, and your spirit comes back with some sparkles on it maybe, a little brighter light on the inside, and the demons can recognize they know you've been in his presence. So he was put on the altar to be killed for disobeying and going and looking for going and seeking, and going off grid. So, if it wasn't for his daughter Amanda who pleaded and made some deals with Satan, Isaac would have died that night. Now, I didn't know this was going on, but I learned the valuable lesson about Satan. And even Amanda, she had a patch on her arm for birth control pill. And uh, she took it off. She went off grid. Her mother did not even know where she was 
spiritually. So some of even our medical devices that we put in, into our body, have GPS tracking spiritually on them. They keep track of us. So in this case, Isaac was curious about this God. Didn't know who he was. He had tried praising and worshiping him. And they all get choked. They suffocate because the demons inside of them is not going to allow their spirit. And that was the part of the person that God wanted to praise and worship. And they couldn't. So my job, I knew, was to help them spiritually be free so they could praise and worship spiritually. Now, another story about Candy is I took her to her first church and her demonics were so powerful she could not stand to stay inside even during praise and worship. I had to take her outside, bind her up. And we were asked to leave because they were afraid of some major event would happen. So they will even prevent you from going into places where God is at, the anointing is flowing, and the demons get mad, it is hurtful and to them, and they will act out and they will take it out on the spirit. So then another thing I learned about praise and thanksgiving is about in the spirit doing holy communion. The, God wants the spirit to be able to take holy communion spiritually to give praise and thanksgiving for the blood of Christ to take the bread and Candy had followed me to Houston, Texas, and I went to uh, Lakewood Center when it was in its old building. And she was afraid, spiritually, to even take the spiritual communion that was being offered to her. So there's a lot more to helping people than just helping them with two fast songs. We all know that Satan was a his body was created, it was stones, every kind of jewel, and when God spoke through it, it sang, made music. And I didn't believe that stones could sing. But I went to a cave in Pennsylvania, and they actually had discovered if you hit certain stones, they make a sound, I could see them singing. And God even tells us in his words that if you don't praise me, I will make the rocks sing to me and praise me. And he even talks about that praise can come out of the mouth of babies. Praise is important to God. And he's looking for it. And he's looking for it from everything. Even all of nature. When a rose comes up and it's first a bud, and then it opens and blooms. It is praising God in its glory. It is rising itself up to the sun. It's raising its hand. It's giving thanks. Even nature does that. Nature gives its thanks for its food that it eats. It's life that it gives. Everything is to praise and thank this God of creation. But for some reason, humanity is stubborn. They are darkened. 
They are ignorant and they will refuse to give God the glory, give him the praise and the honor and the respect because they'll say, I did it. It was me. Our brains did it. Our scientific labs did it. Our ideas did it. There aren't any national prayer meetings, a call to fasting and reflection, a lot of different voices going on. Right now during this time we're having something COVID-19 going on around the world. Some of the people are trying to say it's the end of the world, reckoning has come. I don't listen to that because God says that stuff's going to come. But when you preach the message I want you to preach, the kingdom message and you preach about the king Jesus and you preach that you are a king and that you have authority and dominion on earth when you preach that message to the whole world then the end will come well we're not preaching that message we're singing two songs that's praise that's it and the rest of the time we don't do anything I used to come home or when I'd stayed home I would be in my living room, on my floor, on my bed, kneeling down, moving around my living room, talking to God, praising. I would read the Psalms. I'd go to the throne room. Some days all I could say was thank you for allowing me to love you, to find you. You weren't far from me, but I had to find you. I didn't get born into the best family. We had issues and mental health stuff. They're all gone now. Do you thank him for your call? Do you thank him and praise him that you are different than the people? We say that a lot with the martyrs. They're tied up, the lions are coming and they're singing songs, praising God. They know they're gonna die, can you do that? Or do you freak out and the fear of death takes over? Where's your praise and thanksgiving? You're going to heaven. Aren't you ready? You're supposed to live like we're said. We only get today, maybe this second, I could drop dead during this taping. If my time's up, I'm gone. Death is here with us. And it has rights. The earth, it's acting up. It has rights. So when humanity gets acting up, it's too violent, too angry, spills too much blood, goes after the animals like the wet markets because the government will not take care of its people, will not produce crops. They try to help themselves by saying, you can only have one child. They'll kill the girls because girls are not valuable because they don't rule, only men do. And I'm going to get into that in another teaching because that is biblical, where Eve, this woman, was said, you're going to desire your husband, but because you screwed up, he's going to rule over you. And so mankind, humanity, and Satan took that and said, woman, you ain't going to rule. Until we break those words and you discover that you, the real you, who needs to rule is a spirit of a non-gender. You're not a male, not a female. You're like the angels. You're not married to anybody. But until you get there, we see the mess in the nations. So ancient praise. Is it two songs? Adam had no music. 
Thanksgiving. He's just walking and talking with God. Is that what God wants? Or does he want what we have created in our synagogues? Or in our mosque? Or out in our temple worships? Or out when we offer food to an idol or a statue? Or we go rub somebody's belly or their foot? Does he just want two songs in a church service? Is that what he wants? Is that what he's looking for? Is that just the soul worshiping? I've seen that. I've seen people worship just in their soul, praising just their soul. Is running around the church and blowing a whistle, is that praise? These are questions you must study, ask, and look at. Because you cannot fulfill what God wants, like Jesus told the lady at the well. You can't worship him in truth or in spirit till you know that that's where you're to worship. You're not to keep going to these natural places. That's what your physical body does and your soul. And God even tells us that. You could praise me and give me thanks with your mouth. But your soul, your heart of you, is far from me. How many of us know that? Yeah, I can say pleasant things. Oh, I love you, honey. And the inside I'm going, I hate your guts. He says, that goes on with my people. He's looking on the inside of us. What is our heart, our soul, and our spirit saying? What is it doing? But if you're not conscious that you are a spirit, and you have a spirit, and the Bible itself is a book to the spirit. It has history in it. It talks to the flesh part of us. Because the Old Testament, nobody had the indwelling spirit. It would come in and stay for just a nanosecond and leave. Because they were not born again. And he's trying to keep the soul and the flesh under control by law, by rules. He's trying to make them a different nation and a people so he other nations can go, wow, you live differently than we do. How do you do that? And they would then explain who this God was and the laws he had given them. Most of the laws will do with homosexuality or for Christians. Why? He doesn't want you to do certain things with your body. So he's working in the Old Testament with the physical body, trying to teach it to praise, and the soul, because he can't talk to the spirit yet. He could talk to a few of them, that they lived different lives. He would talk to them, but he wasn't in them. And so it was, that was, but he was prophesying spiritually what I want to do. A time is coming. Somebody's coming. Somebody's going to bring a government on their shoulders. It's bringing a kingdom. We hear that in Isaiah. And then he shows up. And all he talks about is the kingdom of heaven is like this. The 
the kingdom of heaven is like that, and the king is like this, and the kingdom of heaven is like that, and the kingdom is like that. He didn't say denominations, church, praise, thanksgiving, word. He said the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. Somehow we don't teach that. We don't even teach how do you praise a king? How do you come into his presence? How do you give him honor and respect? This God is a king. How do we give this king thanksgiving? How do we give, let our lives be a gift of praise to him, a gift of thanksgiving? How does our spirit do that? I had to learn all these things because I couldn't help those in the occult if my spirit was not doing it. They had to look at my, me spiritually and see what I was doing spiritually. So they were watching my spirit, not my physical body and not my soul. Then I learned that even though these human spirits were alive, they were dead to God. They had no knowledge of him and what they knew was all lies because Satan talks a lot. A lot of these Satanists could tell you the Bible backwards. They read Latin, Greek, and Hebrew. Very smart people. They studied ancient gods and goddesses. Now, they didn't know a lot about God and Jesus. They believed that Satan had killed him. And you know how they praised him? On Easter, they sacrificed on a cross. Somebody. They praise him with sacrifice of babies. They lay on their face on the floor, praising him. They learn how to bow their head and say, thank you for not killing me and not putting me on the list. They are dedicated people to their God. I'd rather have one hardcore Satanist who comes out and gets saved because I know they know how to worship they know how to praise. They know the reality of traitors. They know the reality of punishment. They're easy. It is your Western, civilized, white, Protestant, black, Protestant that are having the troubles. Give me a good Islamic person. They pray six times a day. They're on their knees. Now, their hearts, their spirits may not be there, but at least they go to church daily. They teach it in their schools. We don't even do that here nationwide. We have God on our money. And God we trust, but do we really? So I had to learn about ancient praise, what it was, what it had become, what it looked like in church. What was God looking for? What was the pattern? What part of me was to praise? I had to learn about thanksgiving. Giving thanks in times of trouble, times of great temptation and attacks. When my life was on the line, I had to have peace and give thanksgiving. When I'm called into the pastor's office for something I didn't do, when I'm getting barred and kicked off teams, I had to be able to praise God and still go after God. And I had to love God's people who were attacking me. I had to give praise and pray for them. I had a lot to learn. 
because I was developing the mind and the heart of Christ Jesus himself, which was God himself, the very image and likeness. Praise and thanksgiving you must study. You must evaluate yourself, your services, how you're teaching it. Are you teaching it spiritually? Are you teaching that somebody could say it, but their actions and their thoughts are different? Are you teaching spiritual praise? What does it mean? Praise. I give you honor, glory, and respect. I see you are the creator. I recognize you, that without you I am nothing. Is that what praise is? Or is it just two songs? Or is it time when you just raise your hand and you don't even know what you're saying? Study. Find out for yourself. Don't let anybody but the Holy Spirit teach you. Listen to a lot of people on YouTube. Watch a lot of sermons. Hear how they use the scriptures. And learn about ancient praise and thanksgiving. It's vital for yourself, for him, for his word, and for the people you're trying to teach and reach. Thank you for coming again to class. Take a lot of notes. If you have your own stories, send them to me. Love to read them. Think. Study. Go slow. Ask the Holy Spirit, what does God mean by praise? What is he wanting me to do and say? Thanksgiving. What is it all about? Is it just an act of the soul? Is it a spiritual thing? Come again. I hope to put up another I think I got about 49 of these to go yet in the basic area. And then I'll start the intermediate one where we get into some deep, deep stuff. Then we'll get into the advanced. Okay, right now you're just getting lots of basic foundation. It's like you're in pre-med school. You're learning class by class, semester by semester. You're learning chemistry, biology, you're studying the bones, the blood vessels, you're studying. It takes a long time to help people the Lord's way, and I had to learn it. Enjoy, come again to the King's International Spiritual Care University. Learn how to help people the Lord's way. Love, see you next time. Pastor Deborah.